back to mainstream matchups, and we're here to discuss Week 6 EPL highlights with our man Sam D. Soccer Analyst. I wanted to jump into the Man United game versus the Wolves. It ended in a draw 1-1. How'd you have it? I had it at 1-1. So you, you just called that perfectly. I couldn't be more excited. And, you know, to call a draw is one thing, but to end up getting the result, too, from what a perspective outside looking in is, you would think Man United would roll over roll over the Wolves. Uh, they have not been doing too well this year. Um, they're a team, again, that in a day in which everybody just plays out of their mind, could beat anybody. But generally, they've been giving us C, C, Plus, a maybe uh, rating games. And and that can almost lead into right into the, the the chemistry and the problems that are going on with Man United right now. What's going on with Pogba and uh, Jose Mourinho? Dude, when I was in um, Seville two three years ago, I was writing a comparative um, sort of um, paper on Mourinho and Wenger. I said that Mourinho is a good coach, obviously. I mean, you can't win as much as he's won without being a good coach. But he has this energy, right, that he's similar to that of um, uh, Simeone from uh, Atletico. But there's a distinction, right, is that Mourinho's does turn to burnout, right? And it seems that the third year, this whole, us against um, the world type of thing, right? It does, you know, uh, at some point it burns out and then you see these bad, these rumors, these, um, you know, yeah. things are just not helping. Having a, a good flowing, you know, cohesive team. Cohesive I, I, team and I would yeah. like, and I, I'd even add to that to say, you know, a few weeks ago he was in a loss, was going and like trying to go get energy from the crowd to like try to say like, oh, can we still do this together? And and when that happened, I, I almost was worried about his job. But when he came back, with you know, played a few weeks after that, they, they played pretty nice, I'm pretty sure. But now I'm really concerned. I, I just, I feel like, He's looking to find a problem with anything right now, and he'll he'll use anybody as that scapegoat. Right. So this energy again, right? It goes. At some point, it's not. It goes. The circle becomes smaller, right? It is the team against the world, and it is certain members of the team against the world, and at some point, it is Mourinho against the world, you know, kind of thing. And if he gets to the point where it is Mourinho versus the world and in which Pogba is in the the team of the world, yep. right? That means the, the fans then have to choose between Pogba and Mourinho. And that is like, I think, where you're touching, where now he's coming, he's trying to get the fans, you know, but he can only get half of the fans. Yeah, there's a lot are, of uncertainty. Yeah, there are fans that
and and even coming off that loss and penalties in in UEFA, I really don't know what they're really going to do because yeah. that was their ticket out of last year, him being able to finish top four so that it didn't seem so bad when they didn't perform so well. Wait, no, two years ago, excuse me. Two years ago when they were were not performing or performed well and was able to get in UEFA, the next year they weren't able to get into the top four, right? But they were able to yeah, – I feel like I'm talking in circles right now. But do you understand what I was, what I was trying to get at a little bit? Sorry, no, no. So unlike Arsenal, who wasn't able to get into UEFA, Man Man United was able to. But then the next year, they played poorly, weren't able to play, but they still had UEFA that year. They still had UEFA that year. They still had something where it was like, well, we're still playing in this. You don't have to worry about the league this year. So they almost gave him an outing that year. And now I'm worried about now what is he going to try to do this year? Because he never wants to be the person who is at fault. Right. How? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. He's not gonna win the league. He's not gonna. He doesn't have Europe. There's no way he's gonna win. Yeah, he doesn't have Europe, right? Well, he just got. Uh, they just got taken out in penalties, in UEFA. No, no, that Are was. Tell- uh, that was um, what's it called? The Carabao Cup. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Yep. Cup, but, um. Yeah, man, he's playing somewhere in Europe. Which I'm sure he is. Right? What did end up last year? I think they did end up in third place, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Man U is playing Champions League. I just cannot imagine that they're going to win anything in Champions League. Right? I'll have yeah. to go back and check. Um, yeah, but... You know, you get kicked out of the Carabao Cup. That is, like... I guess it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I'm going to have to excuse you. The Carabao Cup. Yeah. Not, not the UEFA Cup. Right. And it's not the... It's, it's the smallest of... Uh, the tournaments, right, of the trophies, um, it used to be the, the tournament in which you would bring your U19s, you know, your prospects, right? So it's not the end of the world, but there are too many bad things building up. Um, they're not going to win the league, right? Liverpool is looking awesome, and if you're anybody that's, like, older than, I don't know, 20, you understand that Liverpool doing well while Man U not doing well is not a good thing, you know. Um, you look at Manchester City and nothing can go wrong over there, right? There's a whole Edward Word thing. It's just at some point you get dejected, you know. And yeah, like and Mourinho's had his chances at the same time, you know. Um, I, and you're, you're, you're a big team. You're a big team. You're a man. You, you just cannot be... You look, you're looking to win every year, right, normally. How do you think Sir Alex Ferguson would look on this team? Dude, it was, it was bad. It was bad that he came... I read a, an article saying Sir Alex's fortress is no longer, like, basically. Right? And he, he came from a brain tumor surgery and stuff. He came in there... They, they they get a goal and they can't preserve it, right? And Man United is trying to preserve a goal against Wolverhampton. Yeah, I I just don't see how you're gonna go ahead and let 
who who is their forwards? What type of attack do they have right now? And let them be able to walk all over you. I understand what they probably were doing. They were sucking in, probably trying to invite it to a counter. But if you're just getting beat in the regular game of play, how are you going to go ahead and justify that this is what we need to do if it's not working? You know, I called, I called earlier. I, I said, man, it's going to depend on how they play without um, Matic. Because, again, I haven't been impressed by how Fred and uh, Pogba play together. I think, again, that Fred tends to babysit Pogba too much. Right? Pogba needs a space, you know. And he, again, he's matured enough that he will get the ball and he will play responsibly. Right? It seems flashy and stuff like that, but he's proven, he's proven many times that he, he is a trustworthy. Like, he is reliable on the ball. You leave him in the middle of the field, one-on-one -on -one with anybody. Right, and he'll bring the ball from his right leg to his left leg, and most people can't go that fast. Right, <laughs> that is a that is a long distance exactly, to cover. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. Right, and so if Fred happens to be right in the nearby area, right, then that means that there's a close by defender who does impede, right, Pogba's movement, right, because Pogba is not the quick little Iniesta that's going to go. No, he needs to be able to have his space to be able to develop what he needs to go and do. And I think what hurts them a lot, too, is because when they try to, like, stay back, I feel like when they go out wide, they get caught in the middle. And then they just get countered on. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's just... It's really... I mean, it's too... Everything is just... They can't move, really, right? This kind of thing. Right? And so, like, I think they... They get too pulled one side, too pulled another side, right? And then if you if you have literally your two two of your midfielders right in the same area, right? What happens is when one loses the ball, they both basically are beat, right? Which opens up this space to run into, right? Versus having one get the ball and the other one being a cover, then as soon as one loses it, the other one, you know, what I mean, it's sort of, sort of like going from positive one to negative. Not even zero, you know? I think it's safe to say that Man United has a lot of things they need to be able to fix, and they need to fix it soon if they want to be able to have a chance at top four. Exactly. Uh, next matchup I want to talk about is Liverpool versus Southampton. Three versus zero. How do you feel about oh, their performance? Man, man. Yo, I've been psyched about Shakiri on the team. Right? It almost brings tears to my eyes. Right? Because Shakiri at $13 million is... What? <laughs> Do you understand? This guy went to Liston, went to uh, Bayern, right? And he didn't. It didn't work out very well over there. Not because he doesn't have the skills, right? The Just the talent around skills. him. The guy has the talent. The guy has raw talent. The guy can shoot. He can sprint. He's strong. Like he's he's not scared. You know what I mean? I look at that and I think, man, why doesn't the coach take a gamble on such a talent, you know? And in the, in the EPL, right, he, he, had, he was stuck, what was, was he at Sunderland or something? Or Stokes. Stoke. He was at Stoke, Stoke City. Right? And he was doing well over there, right? You got these Bojans and stuff like that that, that failed in Spain, come around in the EPL, and 
in their in the strokes they seem they play well right and so like i don't know if the uh coaches are like well if they didn't work out in the barca you know i mean sort of setting i mean where like everything has to work out in a certain thing maybe they can't work in a system but that is insane because barca's like you know they're (laughs) you know they're requisites for like fitting into a thing is like you know top of the you know charts right you can be you could maybe not ask a player to be 90% of you know I mean you could ask him to be to satisfy his 80% right and I think that in Liverpool maybe he doesn't function at Bayern right but maybe he could function at Liverpool and they gave him the thing is they gave him freedom right which is another thing you don't even he doesn't even have to function right Say I, the guy doesn't function within the formation, so let's just go, let him go, right? And then everybody else sort of, he comes into your area, you balance, right? And then it's just, and not necessarily, and it doesn't have to be too extreme of a thing, right? It doesn't have to be one person. He comes into your, your area, you completely run into the open space over there, you know? You just shift a little bit, somebody else shifts a little bit, somebody else shifts a little bit, and then you balance. No, then right? that has a lot to do with the discipline. To be able the pieces around him to work exactly, with him as well, exactly. and so he does talk about Liverpool's, um, you know, chemistry where they're at. You know, right now though, you and I were going back at it. I was like, ah oh, man, I like right now though, but I don't know what you're saying at this point. We have to do that. But you, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, this guy has come in good. He's come good, He's come super good. I was also impressed by like the exchange between um, Milner and Henderson and um, also um, the right back right? Um, Alexander Arnold Alexander Arnold right? yep the young and exactly right so like it, it was interesting how they were doing it right you know I mean? so they were playing a 4 two, three, one, right um and what Henderson would do, right, is like, it was funny, right? So Alexander-Arnold would push up a little bit, right? And then I think Milner had come in into where Wijnaldum was, which was the right defensive mid, right? He would um, come in and almost play as like um, as a third center back, right? And because most of the time, Robertson is going up. And then towards the end of the game, he was actually going up. So he would come in, play as a third back, pushing Alexander up, right? And then the Henderson, right, would sometimes go out wide into, rather, Milner would go out, push Henderson out wide. It was just like a little, you know, those um, balls, those physical balls. And it was just nice, it was just sort of like a line that would just shift across, right? And it would just shift across, but he would also sort of dip into the center back, right? And it was it was interesting to see. <clears throat> I think that has a lot to do that has a lot to do with discipline, defensively, shape, and positioning wise. I what I'm seeing right now is Southampton has a decent team too. So to be able to get a good win against them, what's their record? Southampton right now is one, two, and three, which is a slow start. They have good, decent pieces around them. Right. Which they should be doing better. It's kind of one of those iffier teams because not not too long ago that was a team that was pushing in the top ten. Yeah. 
it, it's it just they just look like they didn't have any ideas really. Uh, That's what happens when you get. Yeah, when you're playing against the um, club, said he wants Liverpool to be the ugliest team to play against, right? And it, it is <laughs> these guys are awesome. They 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 play like wolves, really, right? If you see how they like break, you know, they break attacks, right? Um, there's there's one play, right, in which was passed to the goalkeeper, right, and there was a Ford running onto it, right, and Ford was running from like a good 25 yards out, right, and I see just one of the center backs just cut him out, right, like literally just cut in front of him real quick, right, and just that hesitation, right, creates a lot of time, right, and just time for your center, your up and to be able to play, you know, this, these kind of things, right, Mon somebody takes one lane, right, another person goes off the shoulder, right, and then the other person, the third person comes in and just because you're forced, literally, they will force you, right, by their position, they will force you to go one direction, in which one person just comes in hard, right, he just takes the ball away, and he comes in hard, takes the ball away at a running speed, and then they break right away. Right? So, like, there's always somebody confronting you, right? Or there's somebody confronting you, forcing you to turn back, and there's somebody running, there's a forward running at you, right? They're, like, you They're doing the little details literally, right. Literally. And what I, what, I, what I like to say is I think we can say Liverpool is putting up a strong show in the start of the season. Uh, well, who did you have winning that game? I had, of course, Liverpool. I had them Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, next uh, matchup I want to talk about is Man City versus Cardiff City. Uh, I think you almost called this one perfect as well, too. It was a 5-0 uh, Man City with the victory. How did you feel about that game? Oh, I said, I said it'd be, I wrote 3-1, but then I described it, of course. It's going to be a blow-up. Um, Manchester City, the only thing that's going to stop them at this point in this time Right, the wear and you know the wear of the EPL. You're just hoping age just affects them enough where they're just they just can't do it no more. Um, not age, but time is in like it's it's they're fresh right now, so like fresh Manchester City is just gonna run through everybody, right? But then the EPL does grind you, right? You do get into contact with the stone. It's you know one of the best defensive yeah. leagues I would say exactly. you know, arguably <laughs> easily uh, physically physically yeah exactly right? and so then they will be, they'll get slowed down by that it, and then now teams can sort of like you know they they don't function so well right so then they become weaknesses openings and then teams can outscore there's uh, rumors about Leroy Sané getting uh, having a possible linkage to Juventus, do you think Man City would be able to work well without their boy Sané, the German? Um, I think yes. I think yes, most definitely. Um, they have plenty of guns. They have Maris, who's literally a carbon copy, right? And uh, a bit more experience in the EPL. So, 
even so some people might even argue that he did an even better fit actually for um, for Manchester City right so an example Dembele has been killing it for Barca right but until now he's looked like not necessarily quite fitting right because he's one of these players that needs to be given space and stuff like that and not necessarily the one that you know but he's showing you know I mean he can function actually, right? He's got his little yeah, he's, he's a tactical right. wizard. I, I get what you mean. It, it's, it's, it's kind of upsetting a little bit to hear that he needs a lot of space because as because he's a winger, isn't he? But he, yeah, he's a winger. Aren't, he's don't you coming need... in and he's showing his stuff, right? Okay. Yeah. So, I, so I think Mahrez actually can... Sane goes in and he goes in hard and fast, and right? But Mahrez can stay inside, right? And can as an attacking man, I think, right? So, uh, Bernardo Silva in the same way, yeah. right? And then they, yet he's still explosive enough. To out the I would I would say, <clears throat> if you were to describe the two, you would see, you know, Mares is a more technical, skillful, then you have the more athletic, just just power, and, and Leroy Sané. That's what I would I would kind of say. Yeah, yeah, I think not. This is, but I think what, he has a bit more control in his dribble. Right? While I think of Royce is more player, and I think it works very well, right? It's very dangerous. He takes down many players, but I think in the end, Leroy needs to do a bit more to beat players while Mares just sort of gives his shoulder shoots, right? And I think Pep would like more of that because that's still control. Just want to check with you. Mares isn't on Chelsea, right? Um, no, Mares is on Manchester City. Okay, just checking. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then, but I think Pep likes the more. Um, while again, if he was what clubs, he'd be just run, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think so. Whether Manchester City sells this player to Juventus or not um, has to. I think what they should do is they should think we want to win the. Uh, we want to win um, Euro, uh, the Champions League, right? Mm-hmm. Juve right now is a big contender, right, to win the Champions League. Just recently right. signing Ronaldo, exactly, yes. Exactly, right? With already big pieces exactly, around him. Exactly, so. exactly. The right. Are you sure you want to give Juve um, Sané as well? Because they can definitely can afford to keep him, I'm sure, right? Or they can sell him for somebody else. Well, well, Man City also has a lot of people who are performing well right now. Bernardo Silva, right. Phil Foden. It's true, it's true. I mean, you might want to let Foden, actually, you know what I mean? But, again, if you're letting Foden do that, right, then maybe it was better not to get, um, um, uh, what's his name, Mahrez, right? Because then Foden, because I'm saying that Mahrez is a better attacking mid than Sané is, right? And our, our wide Mahrez is very good, but I think Sané might edge him on that, right? So why not just let Foden just be your attacking mid, and then there you go. True. Right? Or what is this a big ploy? Like, okay, we sell Sané, get a bunch of money to go ahead and put towards somebody else. Who do you think maybe they're out there fishing for? Is there anybody? Is there anybody out there worth doing that? I suppose Mbappe. Mbappe. Whoa. Oh my goodness! You heard it here first. <laughs> Mbappe is gonna go to Man City. Oh my goodness, bro. You get, you he would get, get so much more coverage. Get, if you get Mbappe, right? 
necessary, right? Then you keep um, what is that? Essos. Oh my, that, that's, that's just, oh my goodness. That's fine. Then you know how young? Oh my, you could have like 15 years of success with that. And you might actually, you might not even have to get rid of it, right? Because, right? Well, he is getting older. He's getting older. I mean, just wait a couple of years and then you for sure just leave it, right? And in the meantime, you can play Mbappe for sure. You can play him, um, you can play him out wide, right? Um, can still so Jesus and um, and Kulu can play in the middle, right? Just keep your four three three, and then Mara is out wide, right? Sharing time with uh, Sterling, right? uh, or Mara is coming in, working with Foden. Um, so somehow mix Mara is Foden and uh, Silva, right? And then the other then the other Silva definitely has to go, right? Um, I think Fernandinho keeps his space. Uh, his um, place, Laporte is good. I mean, the defense is very good. This is all speculation, of course, but I just, that would be amazing. I could, I, oh, I would that love is, that. That is power. That is power. Oh. Speed, finesse, shooting. That is just everything. And, and, and the best part is he was able to showcase all of that in the World Cup. Everybody was talking about the kid, and then you go ahead and live up to it. Oh, that was so beautiful. I wonder how, how I just wonder, right, how far he can go, right? Because until now, he's stayed relatively injury-free. But the way the kid runs, like, he's just, I mean, he's just an, an athlete, man. He's just faster than you. Right, he's And then with, than without the ball? And he'll take every kind of angle, you know? He will, like, you somehow, it's... And I, I think about this, right? I think injury prevention is the way I play, right? So I try to stay out, like, too sharp, unnecessary sharp angles, right, on my runs, right? I think there's a way to ease up on it and still be explosive, right? But this dude, he just, and I just, I mean, it's awesome to be able to count on that. Right? What I saw in the World Cup was this super cheeky pass to... To uh, to Griezmann on the top right. of the box where he gets the ball, quick flick. It's just the man is fearless. Right. He'll do what he needs exactly. to do or what he just in his mind just exactly. pops. He just like boom, I'll do it, exactly. and it works. And it doesn't even seem like you should be able to do that, right? Because like you see the way Neymar does it so eloquently. Mbappe says, "I if I can't do it so eloquently, I must still do it." It's just rough, but it's just oh, it's just dirty and it works. Oh, see, and the funny thing with Neymar. You know he's tender to the touch. Right. And Mbappe, I felt he was leaning towards that, like right. especially in the World Cup. You right. could see he was starting to edge towards like that type of player who was like, oh, well, I'll just do that type of stuff too, right. which worries me. I do not want our young player and our young talents to like trend towards Neymar. Don't I, we don't? I just don't want to see flopping in the game. That's like the generation now is missing a gap, which our generation didn't miss with Messi. Or Ronaldo, somebody who wasn't giving up every single time on the ball. Right. Yeah. I don't know why I feel so bad. So, too much of that is bad, right? But at the same time, it seems like, dude, in sports, there are rules, right? There are ways of playing. But at the same time, we know more profoundly, right? 
you got to go out on the field and you got to figure out what trick works, right? So that's why you got people poking each other, right? Sometimes we don't necessarily have to go at that, right? But I touch you on the shoulder, run the other way, right? Or I look, as you're looking to pass, I look down as if I didn't see you, right? And then as soon as you look down, I'm running at you, right? These, you got to figure out these things, right? And I'm saying that where do you draw the line, you know? Where do you draw the line? Like how hard does somebody kick you for you to come down? So like, and, and I think a lot of it gets lost because when you see it on TV, it doesn't look as bad. Right. But if you were to see it in person, right. a lot of them look a l- worse than it seems. It's kind of like you know your side rear, uh, your side mirror, and it says this image is closer than it appears. Right. It's kind of like that. It's kind of just kind of it's a little false. That said, though, Neymar over exaggerates a little bit too much, right. and everybody looks up to him. Right. And right. especially our younger kids, I just don't. I don't really necessarily like that. Right. But let's uh, let's get back. Uh, yeah, and that might be a bigger problem than FIFA than uh, <laughs> right? I mean, there's the... Well, we know that is all corruption exactly. all right there, but exactly. to get back into the, the, the nicer moments... Oh, man, I am looking at this uh, <laughs> team, and these dudes just look awesome. They have striped shirts. Is that new? Is that a new kit? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, just look at this thing. Look at that. Look at these Ooh. guys, man. They just look distinguishable. From like everybody else, you know. Man, that's a scary top three. Right, man. Uh, and I'm you know, I was super high on uh, Sterling when he when he started to blow up at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. I thought this man was the next Messi. Right. And then you know what? He wasn't. He couldn't score. Right. But that man still creates a lot of opportunities. Yeah, he just don't give up on him because he wasn't the next Messi. And I think. Oh, that's that's true. That's that, that good uh, perspective to keep. Uh, Let's let's move on to Arsenal versus Everton. Arsenal got a victory uh, 2-0. Mm-hmm. What did Arsenal do to get that victory against uh, Everton? I think I think it's what did Everton not do, you know? Um, first four minutes, right? There was a chance. Two versus one, right? The score could have passed it to, um, I think it was Richarlson. Oh, no. Open. Galactic. <laughs> And what did he do? He tried to beat Jack. By himself? Yes. Yeah. Right? So he lost that. Exactly. Imagine, deflection out, I'm sure. Imagine what would have happened then. If you start one up exactly. real quick, Arsenal is not the team to no. really be no. able to come back from deficits. They're always a team that needed to get one up on you, and then they keep that, and exactly. then they ride that possession. Exactly. Exactly. Arsenal scores one goal, and they, they become... Not a C-level team, but a B-level team, right? Then they score a second goal. Now you start to look a bit nervous. Now they can maybe add a bit more. Or, they again, they are they could lose that too, right? So to, that that tells you, you know, um, how important that goal would have been for them. Well, it could have changed the entire perspective of the game. It could have changed everything. Exactly. Uh, do you see... Anything from Everton? Do you, do you see that they'll be able to make it that next step in these next couple of years? Um, I was watching their midfield, and Arsenal was was ready for the freaking freebie. Everton just blew it again. Ghana, um, 
Idrissa Gay is from uh, Senegal, right? So normally I should be, I should have a bias, you know, uh, of four, right? Uh, Idrissa Gay, but he's too small, you know? And I don't, he's not your Fernandinho. He can, Fernandinho wins the ball, right? Um, Fernandinho can definitely, he, you underestimate his passing capability, but he's shown it, right? He can score, right? He can just, and that's why I think he's relied exactly, on too, because exactly. he is he's solid. I was just watching Brazil versus Belgium the other day Ooh. and Fernandinho was a monster. Dude. So Especially that center defensive exactly. room. Was was uh, Casemiro uh, right Casemiro, with him or was no, he attacking? Casemiro was out that game. Oh, okay. I really I really like his I physical think, presence yeah, too. That, so. that would help. But literally you can give thirty yard range, right? Radius to Fernandinho control it very well, right? And I think giving 30 yards to Gay is not necessarily going to get you the same result. But he was able to do that. He was able to impose himself on Arsenal. I was thinking, wow, Arsenal. Right? Like, I'm saying, we're not talking about Vidal, you know, breaking, you know, we're talking about Idrissa Gay and Xhaka and, you know, Idrissa Gay, I'm not saying Idrissa Gay, against Xhaka only. I'm saying it's Risa Gay against Xhaka, against um, the other midfield present there, right? I would like to say, you know, I think what I'm worried about is this, is this win fool's gold for Arsenal. Because they, they didn't play very well, and Everton, literally, you say, was the reason they lost. So well, You make it till you make it, right? So right. I suppose if Arsenal keeps playing like this and keeps winning... At some point, they'll believe, they'll have the confidence that they actually are this good until somebody pops their bubble, right? So Hopefully no time soon. Right. So, <laughs> I, I, so like, if, I'm not hoping, but if you're an Arsenal fan, you hope, and I don't know who they're playing after these games, right? You hope that they keep playing bad enough teams, right? Well, Arsenal plays Watford next. Exactly, right? Too good. But that's a <laughs> could possibly miss out on taking the chances against Arsenal, right? And Arsenal has now built up enough resistance that maybe a couple of games ago they would not have been able to take Watford, but now they can. And then... I think that's a, a good place to end on that. And I I just need, I think we need more time with Arsenal. And like you said, I hopefully it goes in the direction of being able to get that confidence to be able to steer them in the right direction and not get their bubble burst. I'm hoping as a Liverpool fan, that they stay out of our way. <laughs> Selfish. Uh, our next matchup is uh, West Ham versus Chelsea that ended in a draw, 0-0. Are you surprised? Um, yes and no. Right? Is, it, is it more Chelsea maybe underperforming or West Ham actually living up to what they were supposed to be? Go back last week and maybe I sounded a bit different. Right? But... Again, I, I keep bringing up the fact that Jorginho's playing well. Hazard's, yes, playing well. Conte's playing well. You got the left back that plays well, right? But as a team, it's a slow car. You know? It's a very slow car. They move, they move, they move. It surely doesn't move forward. And at times, something kicks in and then they score. But it's not like, you know... You know, things have to tick more, you know. 
again, I, I, I think Jorginho does too much. I think too much depends on him. Maybe I wasn't too fair with him. I watch a, a guy who analyzes the game and talk about, well, Jorginho doesn't, a lot of times doesn't care about getting the ball. In fact, he moves it here, he moves it there. And he seems like a coach on the field, you know? But again, a coach on the field, trying to centralize this attack is hard, right? Trying to manage it from this one guy, right? I'm saying if they're all doing stuff, which Liverpool, you see, you see like you see one guy running in, you see another guy running in, and like, you know what I mean? But here is Jorginho telling him, move here, move there, move this, move this, you know? And it seems just too rehearsed, almost. And so, I, I could see how they tried too much, and it just didn't work. They needed to just break something at some point. Somebody just decided, yo, and, and, and you have a lot of talent yeah. there, and I don't know why you wouldn't go ahead and just kind of go with the flow of one, yeah, one of these exactly. games and see what happens. Exactly. Because like you said, if you're going through Jorginho for everything, right, right. how do you think another team is going to game plan for you? Exactly. Right? Let the guy get the ball. Let him get all these passing records and all that. Yep. Right? Just create this big boundary around him. And, right? and a lot of people are getting upset because now they feel like Conte is being misused. Right? Because exactly. because they're only using Jorginho, it seems. And now you put Conte in the attack, and now it seems like, well, he's the one who shuts down and breaks all the attack from the other team. Right. But now you have him in a position oh. where he can't do it. Right, 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 right. And a lot of good attacks come from winning the ball. Like, that's when you surprise the team. And Conte in front, winning the ball, pushing it forward, is a, a thing that could be missing. He was a vital piece to France winning their World Cup. Right. Yeah. And from down here, he could actually go forward as well. This might be just one bump, but next game, right? Tottenham, I felt, would be a high-scoring game with Liverpool. Chelsea's might be if Liverpool allows them to score early on, and now Liverpool has to score and opens themselves up. Chelsea scores, and Liverpool surely will score. Again, in that analysis... The guy pointed out some things that maybe I did not, maybe I didn't um, didn't notice about Jorginho, right? But what he also pointed out that I didn't notice was the guy's defensive game is a bit weak. He's soft. You cannot have, again, a guy in the middle who's too soft. Especially when you're having bigger center center mids and bigger forwards day in, day in, exactly. out. It, exactly. And I'm saying Liverpool is that team that the midfielder is going to run at you. So if you can't be the first line to break that, right, that means the midfielder just got past you with the ball, and he has Salah running behind you, Mane running behind you, Firmino running behind you, right? <laughs> that is scary. <laughs> right? Again, Vinaldum before was a bit iffy, but he's showing that he could score too. Right? Yeah. Getting his chances. Not just connecting the, right, the attack. Exactly, right? He's bringing it forward. Now he's not bringing it from uh, the defense to, no, he's bringing it forward into the goal or into the striker, right? That's what uh, I like to hear. And we're going to have to see how Hazard does. Virgil van Dyke, he's hurt. Um, Joe Gomez came in for him and pff, bad news again for everybody else. 
Joe Gomez is looking more like Van Dyke every game. He came in there and dude, his speed, he did not set many. His footing was good. I mean, Matip could be better, but I was really impressed with his speed at the point he was running forward, trying to get the ball, trying to get a goal, a goal. Right? and he got a goal on a header. Right? So I'm saying if Virgil van Dyke has a calming effect on Joe Gomez, right? And then Joe Gomez takes that, becomes himself a Virgil van Dyke, right? And he has a this influence on others, right? Now that means that Liverpool is a bit more resistant, right? To injuries, right? Van Dyke gets injured, Matip comes in, we're still fine, right? Joe gets hurt, Matip comes in, we're fine. Who else can we bring in, right? They might get some of this, you know, this aroma, this, uh, this you know, <laughs> oh my goodness. Man, you're like, feeling oh, good over here. Liverpool, bro, Liverpool, bro. Let, let's end on, let's get into our, our next matchup, uh, Brighton versus Tottenham. Tottenham came with a victory 2-1. to one. Anything much to say? They needed this victory. They needed this victory. It happened. You know, they were on a sequence of losses. And just, it would have been disastrous. It's good that um, we have the distraction in Manchester United. Um, <laughs> you know, for Tottenham, it's good that Arsenal is doing better, but it's still... Tottenham and everybody still has the expectation that Tottenham will beat Arsenal in the standings. That sounds awful. This is not what the things I want to hear, Sam. C'est la vie, bro. C'est la you know, honestly, I want Spurs to go in with some momentum because they do have a new stadium coming out that'll be out around Christmas time. You know, that's an eight hundred fifty million or some pound home or whatnot. And and I just want to see like them be able to bring good energy into their new stadium. But Arsenal needs to go ahead and not let them be able to be beaten. Because if you can go ahead and stay with getting these victories, however, however you can do it, then that's the what they need to do. Um, and stay ahead of Spurs. Tell, tell me how much uh, they're spending again for the stadium. Yeah. Eight hundred fifty million pounds, something like that. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. Tottenham has grown. Tottenham has grown up. Right. Arsenal has. <laughs> oh, jeez. Your words cut like a knife. I know. I'm sorry, man. I see now Tottenham <laughs> as like an Inter Milan. No? Okay. You go to Tottenham and they're still, they have like an, an aura of like a, a fortress, right? And I think this uh, new stadium will help in that marketing. The Emirates seems like a fluff. It's, it's expensive, but again, it doesn't have the history in it. And it doesn't have like the playing haven't had two years of victory, you know, two years of rising up. We were like, aye, it is not a fortress um, in the sense of history, but it is a fortress in the sense of these players that we have here will defend it, you know. We play in these brilliant lights and stuff like that, but yeah, we still have industrious people, you know. Arsenal just has money, right, but money that's not being used on the players, Very frustrating. This looks like this rich dude's mansion and stuff like that. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like a museum. Right. 
Like you can look at it, but you can't touch. Right. Oh, we we could do that, but we're not going but, to. I'm saying, but the thing is, the museum is AC Milan. Arsenal Highbury was a museum. Arsenal is this modern castle, and he sets us up like these layers and stuff like that to at least bring human beings to play. You know what I mean, bring some sweat, bring some. You know what I mean. Tottenham, that's what they have. They're going to have this thing, you know, this brilliant and beautiful and stuff like that. But they'll bring Ali, they'll bring people, you know. And then, then you have Liverpool, where you do have that arena, bro. It is the, like the days of the gladiators are in that sense, right? It, yeah, and I get you. they have gladiators. They have these players. They have their warriors. Exactly. Now their these, soccer warriors. Exactly. The thing that's missing now is that these players, these gladiators, so you're just you're just waiting for the pass down. Exactly. That I'm generational saying, where they are the ones. Exactly. I'm saying they need to win their trophies and put them in there. Gotcha. Right? But we have a team that is that. Arsenal has the stadium. It's bright, but it doesn't have a soul. It doesn't have a soul yet. Only time for them to be able to get their soul in their stadium. Uh, I wanted to kind of just run through the next matchups. They're kind of one of the, the less talked about games. Uh, we got Fulham versus Watford that ended in a draw, one-to-one. Uh, you want to say a little quick thing about that? Watford is good. Right? They're going to give their next opponent a uh, run for their money. <laughs> I, um, you have it out for Arsenal. Why? I, I like I like Fulham. I like the way they play. I, I when I was younger, I had a coach that had us do a four-two-two-two, and I, I love that formation. Right? I just love the way that people can just rotate. Right? Yeah. It's just I, very central. Exactly. I love the distance between people. Right? And so oh. if you then have players that have a mid-range passing ability, right, you could do damage and then if they're decently mobile so you you actually look forward to both these teams uh the next matchup is crystal palace versus newcastle ended in a draw zero zero anything to say about that game but i think that's gonna be the team that gets relegated yeah um crystal palace i thought um, they would be able to with their attack with the pieces they have i thought they'd be able to get a goal against newcastle it just it just goes to show that it's still early in the season and there's still a lot more that we need to learn about exactly, these teams. Exactly. I mean again Zaha failed at Man United. Let's not abandon him because of that. But he almost he, seems like the player that he can't he isn't gonna he isn't gonna stand out like he does if he's on a team of equal parts compared to the him him being the best on the team right. and then having to get other players to show up. Exactly. Exactly. But then you bring in other players to show up, then that means that now he's playing within a team of good players. So now it's starting to show that he isn't, that's not like exactly his role then. It's a, it's a circle. Um, and I just wonder, yeah, how far he's going to take you as a player. And he, he's overly hyped again because if you were to show up for one game and you do well to you, or you are hyped for the next. Yeah, well, they love their, their football, their oh, soccer. My goodness, man. Uh, the next matchup we have is Leicester City versus Huddersfield Town. Uh, Leicester City won 3-1. to one. Anything got to say about that matchup? Side comment. The 
first thing that happened to England, right, is that they did so well in the World Cup. Now they'll get higher expectations again, and then their team won't live oh, up to no. them again. They did just get over the fact that they were famous for losing in penalties. And then Harry Kane shuts all that down. These guys think themselves the champions of, of the world all the time. And these teams, they just put too much pressure on their players, right? And finally, expectations went down. Like, oh man, these guys are, you know. It took them, it took them a while to get off while, the hype, yeah. Right? <laughs> and then suddenly they do well and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, here comes the English again. And, and they're going to put too much pressure on the next kids. And then. So you Imagine, already you already see it. You already see the future. In a couple of years, how much pressure is gonna be on him? Delhi Ali. Oh, at this point he's matured enough. He should be free of children. The questions. The questions. I don't have answers for them. But let's move on to our last matchup, which is Burnley versus Bournemouth. Burnley came away with the victory four nil. I was pretty high on Bournemouth. I wonder kind of what happened because they've been performing well the beginning of the season I just don't I just I thought defensively they were strong so I was just kind of curious to see this result how do you feel about it I was shocked too I, I definitely had Bournemouth um, winning this game but Burnley definitely showed up um, they had veteran uh, Aaron Lennon show up um, with he got the man of the match though he only scored one goal um, Barnes scored it seems like whenever people talk about experience, right, you tend to downplay it. But I think that those were examples, what he did that there, those were examples of experience, you know. Um, with the, one of his passes uh, to Barnes, he just literally passed it back across the goal, you know. Um, and Barnes was running into it and then just shot it in. Right? Nothing fancy with that. Somebody crossed the ball and he ran, he ran, he kept his eye on it, and it just. Um, Fancy doesn't always get you the, 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 the result. You know, just being efficient with what you're doing, I think, is the best way. It was one of his goals. The ball literally went over a guy, right? So he would have lost sight of the ball at some point. You can imagine. He had to slide to get it, right? But what tells you the ball is going to arrive there when you arrive there? Only experience, right? He must have done it plenty of times, failed, and then. He's, he's finally learned. Exactly, exactly. That's beautiful. Exactly. Let's get into our Week 7 EPL matchups. I kind of want to go through them and just kind of get what you what, what you believe is going to happen. I want to get your results. So let's start with Saturday's 6.30 a.m. game. West Ham United versus Man United. I said that Manchester United will win. Oh, that must hurt the soul. Well, man, it is hard, right, to say that Manchester United will win this. But I think they'll have to bounce back, and I think there's too much at risk for them not to play out of their usual shoes. Got you, got you. Uh, next matchup is Huddersfield versus Tottenham. How do you see that one going? Tottenham is going to win this. Um, I'll say Manchester United is going to win it 2-1, two, two, but again, it could be other way. Um, I say Tottenham is going to be winning this game. Sounds good. The next matchup is Arsenal versus Watford. I know you you were really interested in this this matchup. Who do you think is going to win this one? Watford is a, an effective team, but 
Arsenal is riding on a high and I believe that last week the coach realized that they're losing should be playing. And so I think they'll bring <laughs> him back and they'll do well. Sounds good. I'll give you two to one because I do not believe that they will be able to shut out Watford. But I would not be shocked if it's two to one. I almost kinda wanna say that Watford's really gonna put up a really good fight in this match. Yeah. And I'm kind of nervous. I yeah. almost see it 1-1. Right. It's just nerving. Uh, next matchup we got is Wolves versus Southampton. You got Wolves coming off a draw, and oh, then you got yes, Southampton yes. coming off a loss. So. Yes, it's going to be Wolves. Um, it's going to be 2-1. Oh, Wolves. I like it. I like it. Uh, next matchup we have is Newcastle United versus Leicester City. Newcastle, Leicester City. Leicester City is going to win this 2 Zero. I, w- I would agree with you there. Uh, next matchup we have is Man City, still unbeaten, versus Brighton. I'm going to go with 3-2. I like that. So you think they're going to be defensively vulnerable? Or what do you think? Is it going to be early goals that get them? Or, or do you I, think it's just late goals? I believe in Glenn Murray. I Ooh. believe in Glenn Murray. I like that. And I just feel like the tides are... Manchester City at some point they have to slow down. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you're you're hoping you're hoping everyone was thinking right. that last year, right? I'm hoping that the chink starts being created now, right? The chink in the armor. Right, it's one little thing. It almost feels like a little tiny scratch, but exactly. we'll, we'll we will get there. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I was gonna say if there's a team to do it, there's only about three teams, so I, I don't count Chelsea in it. No. And Manchester United can't power Manchester City. Tottenham on a good day. And maybe, what's it called? Fulham. Yeah? That was a little outside left field. But, you know, I think... Everton could possibly, right? For Charles, it's dangerous. Yeah, they just need to go ahead and perform and get some W's, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I don't know about that. I I think uh, Leicester right now they they've shown that they're either hot or they're not. Right. So they're either gonna go ahead and put a really good game on you, or they're gonna go ahead and give up three goals and have to struggle to get back in a game. I don't know how anyone's really gonna stop Man City. Right. They do have some power. Next matchup we have is Everton versus Fulham. This is the last of our 9 a.m. on Saturday matches. Who do you think is going to take that one? I think Fulham, right, is going to win this game because they just have, they've taken this time to gel a bit more, right? Seri is a big cog in the machine, and this came from France, like, not even a year ago, just this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um... Mitrovic is playing well, and I'm saying that I think that they'll just more time to pass. Them. You see like, that that team growing exactly. at the longer the year progresses. Exactly, yeah. exactly. We're not, we're not looking for it. Um, <laughs> and 
so I think at this moment they are at a time when they like the base is solid, so they can project, right? They can push more numbers up, and they'll get goals, and they will not get scored on too much. While Everton might be able to score, but I don't think they'll be able to penetrate, right? So I think Everton is more penetratable than Fulham. Okay. Right? You're a wizard with words, Sandy. <laughs> I uh, let's get into our next matchup. Saturday, eleven thirty a.m. We have Chelsea versus Liverpool. This is the, probably the big, the 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 hot matchup of the week. What do you see happening? Chelsea is potentially a dangerous team, but again, I think they're playing a formation or type of formation that does not unleash the players that they have, right? Um, Liverpool... I think that's dangerous if Chelsea has, I think, that sounds like untempt or unlocked potential that they could release at any point in the season, right? Exactly. I mean, that is what it is, right? But will they do it? They've not shown that they will do it. Their record would suggest otherwise. As yes. long as they can keep it up, I, I don't know how you're going to be able to stop the train. That's how they usually go. They like to keep uh, the wins high and the losses low. Right. I'm saying, imagine. Imagine you're a boxer, right? There's a guy who has this reach, right? Who has like a, I don't know, a six-foot reach, imagine. Okay. Right? And then, but then he's only swinging at it at three um, feet, right? Every time he hits you, he hits you hard enough to knock you out, Right? But okay. you're always four foot, right, away from them. That's what I'm saying, right? Or not always, but... So you're not... You're exactly. just not utilizing the potential of what you could do. Exactly. I'm saying that, again, from time to time, Hazard does get out of, um, you know, formation and does do his thing. But does he do it often enough? I'm saying does, do they reach far enough, often enough? I'm saying that they haven't. But in the time that they have, right, they've knocked out players. They've knocked out, you know, teams. And I think these are not necessarily the best team to measure how good they are. I think when they play against Liverpool, I think when they have they, I don't think they played Leicester City. They played Leicester City. Right? I don't think um, they even play Manchester United, but Manchester United right now. Blunt, uh, yeah, they're, 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 not, they're not what they are no. supposed to be right exactly. now. Exactly, they're blunt instruments. Right. So I think uh, Liverpool's going to take this. I think it's going to be 3-1. Um, I think Liverpool, dude, looking at Alonso going up, right, he's going to be torn up. Look, Chelsea is going to be looking for disaster if he goes up, right, the way that he does. Mm-hmm. I think he's too slow. Right to be able to recover in time. Yeah, he's good. He'll come up and he'll be dangerous, right? But he's dangerous, right? He gets you a chance at goal, right? You don't score. Guess who's open now? That winger on the counter. Exactly. So that seems like give and take almost. Like it could be beneficial. It could be disastrous because it, it only takes one mistake exactly. to, to 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 lose That's a game. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, right? Salah just needs one. Uh, chance, right? And he is deadly. The thing is, what's his, um, Alonso moves too slow. He's going to need a minute to go over there. And I'm saying Salah needs 10 seconds to get to the other side. 
right? So Salah might even just drop in to be able to deal with a bit of it, right? And then, boom. Then explode out. Exactly. Nice. And Liverpool can literally just, what they'll do is they'll suck up everybody else, leave the three over there, right? Get the ball, three versus three, right? Um, the other is, again, um, Jorginho getting that area around him, right? And being that he's, he carries it up, right? Being that he's going to be sort of like the one watching for loose balls, right? He's going to be matched up against the oncoming um, attacking mid. He's going to be going against uh, Firmino coming inside, right? So I'm saying that I think Liverpool is going to take up, especially with the 4-2-3-1, if they were to do something like that, right? Because the, the line of three right in front of uh, the Chelsea defensive line, right? And these guys are good at coming back, getting the ball, and also they make runs up behind, and Chelsea's just back is too slow to deal with. Gotcha. Uh, Sunday's game at 10 a.m. is Cardiff City versus Burnley FC. Uh, who do you have winning that game? No, I went with Cardiff winning the game. I still haven't seen I still they're going to keep going on this. I mean, it's not even a winning streak. So, yeah. yeah, sounds good. And then uh, the last matchup for Week 7 is Monday, 2 p.m., uh, Bournemouth versus Crystal Palace. Who do you think's got that? Bournemouth is going to win this game. Close? Um, not close? Yeah, it's going to be 2-1. So that's a safe score for Bournemouth. Sounds good. And then I wanted to end on... Uh, Luka Modric won Player of the Year. How do you feel about that? The case to make for Luka Modric winning the Player of the Year, I don't know if it's as strong as one would have made for Schneider. Remember? Remember Wesley Schneider? Remember that year Wesley Schneider should have won Inter had won the Champions League that year. Mm-hmm. And then that was when the Netherlands were playing really well in the World Cup. I think so. I think the Netherlands did really well as well. And that must have been when they tied, uh, well, they lost to Spain. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was a very strong case, I remember. Okay. I think this is a weaker case. Right? Um, that year, everybody else, I don't think, was as good right, as this year. Maybe I, I might be wrong. And also, like, he was more instrumental in that team than mm-hmm. Modric was in the Real Madrid team. That Inter team was very much an underdog to win the Champions League. I mean, they were punching. Like, you saw that they were working hard. Eto was dropping all the way back to right back. And they were playing Mourinho style, right? But I'm saying Mourinho in a year, right? When us, us against the world energy and it burnt you out, right? Eto was running, everybody was running, and they managed to run enough to stop Barca, to stop Bayern, and win that game. And Schneider was at the heart of this thing. I, I will say that I think it's interesting. It breaks 10 years of either Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo winning this award. And both of them have won the award, I believe, five times. Right. 
And so what I suppose why, right? Because we counted goals to be so important until this point, right? Modric didn't score the most amount of goals, right? Did he get the most amount of assists? I think it'll, I a lot had to do with the World Cup and bringing the smallest country to, to the farthest that, that has ever been done. Right. Like they've never been to, like that's the smallest country to ever been, ever to be to a final. Yeah, I get that, right? And he was he was he was the influence around that it's, team. It's true. It's so true. okay, so look at this team, right? Consider by name Croatia is a smaller team than Holland, right? Mm-hmm. Again, but we compare the players, right? Modric, right, he happens to be one of the top players in the world, right? Right, but he also is accompanied by Rick Rakitic, Perisic, Mandzukic, right? Yeah. He's, 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 this is a good team. It's a good team. a better team, I argue, than the... And they have a good goal with Subzovic. Exactly. Right? I argue that that team is better than the team that Holland had. Right? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, they had... Robin. Van No, that was a great team. De Jong. Look at defensively. Like, after the attack... Very good. Yeah. Okay. I get you. I get what you mean. It wasn't as strong and defensive, but we can also agree on this that we can that uh, we can. Uh, but give... I, I like that. I, I think it is a good thing, right, to give more importance, right, to other things than goals, right? Because not it's not only about scoring. There are teams and players that do so much for the team that allows for the scoring to happen, right? And we who know about soccer, right? Because obviously, ew, football is for everybody, soccer is for everybody, uh, basketball is for everybody, but it is, we at some point we have to say that it can't belong to everybody. Who does it belong to? It belongs to the people who watch it, the people, you know what I mean? Who and play it, who are involved who with it. Who are involved, who know. For the majority of those people, it is important what one does besides the scoring. And then also you want to be an accepting community to those who want to be like you, though. Who want to be able to be a part and say that they're a fan and say they're a part of the game and stuff like that, right? Right, right, right. That's true. That's that's all I would say. Yeah. But I do want to end on this. Marta, Brazilian uh, international player, has the most Player of the Year awards amongst anyone with six. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yo, it is impressive. That 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 lady is nice. She's a beast. She's she, she she should be the GOAT, shouldn't she? She's better. Right. She, she's got more than Messi and Ronaldo. How do you feel about that? Uh, so, like, to just make such a comment, right, would, uh, would sort of, like, I'd have to forget the difference, again, between male sports and women's sports. But that saying that, right, Marta happens to be one of those players that one could argue could play. She's like a Serena Williams. I think she could play, like, I don't know how Serena Williams would do against these uh, top, uh, top of the top. Well, obviously that's an individual sport compared exactly. to a team sport. Exactly. I'm just saying, but to be exactly. able to come out so praised in a team sport, right. that's pretty that's impressive. I think Marta, you could put her in a team, right, and I think she might be able to hold her own. And uh, we're going to end on that. Thank you for listening in to Mainstream Matchups. I'm your host, Tyler James, and I'm with your man, Sam D, soccer analyst. Want to give a shout-out? Yo, thank you for having me. I'm always excited to be here. 
um, shout out to everybody out here just um, trying to survive in this 